Welcome to The Socialized Strategy, the Friday edition of The Socialized Podcast, where we take a deeper dive into the subject featured in our Friday email newsletter. And the today's subject is how to monetize on social media. It is one of the hottest questions we are asked so often. And it just seemed like with all these influencers out there claiming to make so much money and claiming that they're getting paid these big rates to do things, we know that a lot of them are. And we also wonder what the accuracy is uh, for the other ones. So you never really know because people are a lot of times on social media, they're putting their social media self out there and they're trying to uh, create their persona. So we're never really going to know if what people are saying is completely true. And even when they show the receipts behind them, a lot of times we're not even sure if that's accurate. So don't be sucked in and think, oh, you're a failure because you're not able to do it. Because in fact, we don't even know how many people are monetizing and to what level they're monetizing. Now, Julie has worked in social media for a, a while. And so she worked with influencers and there are definitely there are truths to the fact that many of them get paid very big fees. There's even charts that actually calculate if you have this many followers, this is what you can charge for a video, for a story, for an infeed. And there's tons of information you can find out there on the internet. But how, how, how are these people successful at doing it? And I'm going to tell you, we're going to dive deep into the different ways to monetize on social media, but I'm going to tell you first off, the key thing is your stick to and your relentless relentlessness, and you're willing to commit yourself to the task because there's always going to be a roadblock that's going to stop you. There's always going to be, oh, they didn't respond to me. I reached out to five brands this week and I didn't hear back from one of them. <laughs> and that is a fact. I mean, they're not all waiting to hear from you. So depending on how you choose to monetize, if you have that never say die attitude, the one that's going to take you through and push you past the people who are going to give up. That is where you're going to find your success. So I'm going to start by putting that on the table because a lot of what we do on social media is seen in the people who are the most persistent are the ones who are getting results. When I started on social media, I committed to myself that I was going to really show up every day. And I mostly do. And there was only one period in June of 2022 where I did fall off, fall off the radar for a couple of weeks. But I am consistent. And when I'm busy, I find ways to post. And so what's happening for me is that the system is rewarding me because I am consistent. Now, let's get into the different ways to monetize and I'm going to start by even saying myth or fact, everyone with a big following is making big money. That is definitely a myth. And I'm going to tell you firsthand, as a creator with almost a million followers, what happens is other creators with large followings, we tend to start communicating with each other. So I have several friends on social media who have more than a million followers, some, some above 2 million and some even close to 3 million. And some of these people are not monetizing and they haven't figured it out. So just because you see a big number, don't assume that that person is making big dollars because a lot of times there's brands that are going to try and take advantage and they're going to offer lower rates because they think you're new at what, what you're doing here. And so you're not going to necessarily be making the right rates right off the bat in terms of sponsorships. But the point here is just not to assume that all because someone has 
multi-million followers that they're making multi-million dollars. I want to say that right off the bat. Now let's go through some of the ways to monetize on social media. And I'll start with the first most obvious, which is, of course, brand sponsorships. So this original influencer model, a lot of influencers who got in the game early are finding huge success with this because they have already brand loyalty. They already have brands that are behind them, that have been with them since the beginning when it was a new, I guess, a new way of advertising. So you can you can't compare yourself to people who've been doing this for a long time. And there are some who have successful businesses and some of them are friends of mine and they actually do this for a living and it's their sole and only job. So that's one way that you can make money if you have the, the followers to warrant it. So it doesn't necessarily mean you need millions of followers. It means you need loyal, engaged followers who trust the things you recommend. They want to, I guess they aspire to be like you. They're interested in hearing what you recommend and they are potentially going to purchase because of what you suggest. So if you're a person that has that type of following and you decide you want to do it, you want to try and get brand sponsorships, there's the different ways to go about it. And again, this is where relentlessness comes in. You need to put in the work, you need to create a media kit, you need to reach out to the brands, you need to be in their inboxes. Again and again, you cannot give up. You need to be creating the content, having that drive, and the potential is there. But again, the person who is most relentless is going to be the one who comes out ahead. So keep that in mind. We did put a recommendation in the newsletter of a creator that does blend brand partnerships with her humorous content, and she is a very successful creator that's that's actually monetizing well, I'm sure, from potential from brand sponsorships. So you can look at that uh, as an example, but that is just one way to go about it. And again, it's not for the faint of heart because I, in the beginning thought, oh, I have a lot of followers now. I'm going to do brand sponsorships. I just don't have the time and the energy to put into it. To be fair, I probably could spend a couple of weeks or even a month of my life and really pound the pavement. And I'm sure I would get brand sponsorships because I have the receipts, uh, the following to prove, to warrant it. But it's just not something that I'm spending the energy on. I guess maybe I'm not as passionate about it right now. Maybe down the road, it's something I might want to pursue, but it doesn't, it's, it's just not the right time. So I'm not going to say no. I'm just going to say not yet, <laughs> not now. All right. There are a few more obvious ways, which are on TikTok, if you are on TikTok, you can create a TikTok shop. This is probably one of the easier paths to monetization because TikTok is pushing out this feature. They're really interested in um, showing the videos. They obviously are making a percentage of money from it. So it's benefit to them if people are creating a shop rather than doing Amazon affiliate links, but creating an actual shop within the platform. So if this is something that interests you, it's probably the, the least resistant path to, to attempt. There's no harm in trying it. You can make your shop. There are steps to go through that you have to have a certain, I think a certain amount of followers to do it or whatever, but you go through those steps and see if it works for you. Make a few videos, see if anybody purchases. There's there's definitely that problem where a lot of people are seeing the shop link on the videos and immediately scrolling. So it is. there's a challenge there. There's a barrier. 
However, if your content is engaging enough and you find a way to hook your audience in, or if your audience likes you enough and trusts you, they'll probably stick around for their your video to see what it is you're offering. So that's a, probably, if you're a TikToker, that would probably be our first suggestion in terms of direct monetization, because it's something the platform is getting behind. So it's an easy way to potentially see some success right off the bat. And then obviously you have your next one, which is affiliate links. Now doing this, whether it's an Amazon storefront or uh, fashion affiliate links, whatever those other platforms are, you can, you can Google and find places where you can do the affiliate links. I think impact is also one where brands can find you. This is definitely uh, an option if you're, again, into doing the sales, driving people to your links and making that consistent content where your audience is going to trust and listen to you. So you've got to know that, again, it's it comes back to how much you want it. There are also creators who teach courses on how to do affiliate marketing. I do always wonder about this. If you're teaching a course and selling a course, because they're usually selling a course of how to be an affiliate marketer, are they making that much money from affiliate marketing? Like why not give the information out for free if it's so successful and they're making so much money? Why do they need to sell a course? That's just, maybe that's my, um, I guess, skepticism coming in. But I do wonder oftentimes, you know, would it be worth investing in one of those courses to find out more potentially? And a lot of times the the courses that are the most lower price aren't necessarily giving you the most high-end information. But at the same time, again, why are these people selling a course? So we'll, we'll, that remains to be known. So if any of you listeners have done one of those courses and is finding success in affiliate marketing, we'd love to hear from you. Either respond to the newsletter or drop a comment or leave a review, email us, whatever. We're very accessible. We'd love to hear from you. Another way to monetize is to think about what your skill set is, and maybe you want to create products. There's plenty of people with skills that can write an ebook, create a course, offer consulting. You can um, showcase your freelancing. Maybe you're an artist and you want to, and you can be hired to create drawings. There's storyboard artists are even needed in the industry where you can do storytelling storyboards for for brands and agencies. There. This is something where you can control your outcome. In other words, you're not dependent necessarily on the people to buy directly from your platform to monetize through the app, but you use your audience to promote your products. So you can have other outlets in the way you sell aside from just strictly on strictly social media. So anyway, it's an, it's something to think about if, if you're a pottery, of course, our friend made with mud, Nicola made with mud pottery is having huge success from posting on TikTok. Some of her new mugs, her dignity mugs actually even had people trying to steal her idea. It's, it's pretty awful when, when you explode into virality and then you have people coming after your, your ideas or coming after you and questioning your authenticity, very, very frustrating, but at the same time, huge, huge potential success. If you create and you have a viral video and then suddenly you have a demand because people want your item. So uh, again, relentless, relentlessness comes in. And I know from, from knowing Nicola, she's a relentless creator. She always shows up. She's always putting herself out there. She's on the live. She's doing the work. So 
that's going to be the theme of this of this episode is you need to put in the work. Otherwise, you're not going to see the results and on any of these things that we suggest in terms of monetizing. The next one is becoming a user-generated content creator. So you might have seen this term UGC creator, and it stands for user-generated content. And this means you don't necessarily have to post your content to your feed or to your social media platforms, but you're creating content for a brand to use on their channels. And this can or may not include your face. So you can be in the videos, let's say you're a food creator. I believe it or not, I did this for ranch, um, Hidden Valley Ranch. When I first started and I was doing baking videos on my channel, I was contacted by the agency that was working with Hidden Valley Ranch and I made two videos for them. And I'm happy to disclose what I got paid. I got paid 1500 per video. At the time I had about 70,000 followers Probably that's accurate. I'm, I'm thinking back. And I made two videos, which I did not even have to post on my feed. They wanted it just for their social media. And it was awesome because when I went to their channel to see how well my videos did, one of them went viral for them. So I was like, very excited about that. But um, that's, so that's a really good opportunity for you if you're really into editing, creating if you know how to use the, the apps, if you know how to make content, if you're good at doing the filming and doing the editing, there is huge reward. I'm going to put myself out there and say right now that there's so many brands, small businesses, doctors, um, sports, let's say therapists, whatever, they don't know how to create content. They're really good at their job. They are really good at doing what they do, but they don't know how to create their own videos and they don't have time to learn. Let's face it. If you're a doctor, a friend of mine is a dermatologist and he does not have time to make his own videos or learn how to edit because he's running a dermatology business and also a practicing dermatologist. And so he doesn't have time to learn how to edit videos. So he's a great example of somebody that's, it's just a matter of talking to people and finding out who might need help creating content you can really be a helpful resource for someone. So you can either do it as creating the content for a brand to post with your face in it or without, or you can be the content creator for another business. So you would go there, you would, uh, there's a, a wig uh, store near me that was asking me if I would do this for them. They wanted me to come over and film in their wig store and show and create their content for their social media. So there are opportunities. Now, the thing is how to get yourself in front of the opportunities because you need to be present and you need to show your expertise. Why am I getting hired or asked? I shouldn't say hired because I'm saying no on a lot of these things, but why am I getting approached to help people with social media? Hint, because I'm obviously showing up and good at social media. So if you are showing up and showing your skill set on social media, it is very likely that someone will notice it or you'll be able to share those skills socially. You're networking, you're talking to people, you are at a store, you mention, oh, I'm really good at social media, I know how to do this and this. And then that store needs a social media person to help run their social media. There's opportunities to make money that are not directly from posting and having views so money comes in. Because believe me, that is the last way you're making a decent amount of money. The apps are not paying high dollars for views. It is small change. 
So when you are in one of those creator funds or you're getting paid, unless you're a humongous YouTube star with millions of views on your content daily, you're not making bank on social media platforms from views. So you need to find a more creative way to make your income and make it work for you using social media. All right. Hopefully I'm making the point without belaboring the point. Next, I'm going to, I'm going to say this is maybe next and last, but if you are an expert at whatever it is, you will find a way to make money on social media because the money will find you. Let me elaborate. As a social media guru, I'm on, I'm doing transitions, I'm teaching, I'm teaching how to do the things. And I am approached often for people who want to work with me privately. I'm approached by businesses who need guidance on their social media. I don't post any of these services in my links in my profile, yet I am approached consistently for these kinds of things because I have highlighted and shared my expertise. So think about that for a minute. This doesn't have to be because I happen to have expertise in the area of social media, but let's say, I'm going to use another example of someone that I actually like and follow on social media, who is Molly McPherson. She is a PR crisis management specialist. She has a huge following. Um, I, when I want to say huge, not in the millions, so a couple of hundred thousand on TikTok and whatever, I forget what she has on Instagram, but she is a very, very legitimate expert in the field of public relations crisis management. So I am probably 100% sure that she gets consistent calls for people that sh that need help with this because she is putting her expertise out there on social media for free. She is not trying to monetize the platform. She does have a Patreon, so she has places where you can pay and do subscription stuff. But trust me, that's probably not her main income. <laughs> so I'm sure that a lot of what's happening for someone like her is that her expertise is paying her back in ways that she could never have believed. So in the same way that I'm putting myself out as an expert in social media, I understand how to do it. I now have production clients who are seeking me out for projects related to social media. So whereas normally I would get hired for commercial production, now I'm getting hired to go and coach quote, scientists to become influencers for a project next week. So that would never have come my way if I was not putting myself out there and sharing my expertise on social media. I am absolutely 100% sure that I would be not be doing that next week if it were not for my social media presence. So I urge you to take a self-reflection moment and, and look at what things you could potentially offer to strangers out in the world. What things can you share that would be valuable to someone? I've always said this, and I heard it on a Mel Robbins TikTok at some point, that we are not here to post for friends and family. We are posting on social media so that people who need us can find us. And if that's the case, there are people that need us for work, for expertise, for professionalism that will now be able to find us if we put ourselves out there. And it's not an easy thing to do because a lot of people aren't comfortable being on camera or they aren't comfortable opening themselves themselves up for that and being vulnerable, vulnerable, twisting over my own words today. But if you can push past it and share your knowledge and become an expert 
at whatever it is you're an expert in, the the opportunities will find you. Now, before I wrap things up, I want to, number one, answer a few questions, but number two, which is going to now be number one, I want to read an email that came through just today, and hopefully she'll okay me reading part of it out loud here on the podcast, but her email says, a friend turned me on to your tutorials, and I have been immersing myself in your lessons, workshops, and podcasts with Julie, who is so charming, and I learn a lot from her as well. In many ways, I feel we are kindred spirits, relentlessly positive, half, cup half full people, even in the face of adversity, and middle-aged women who aren't defined by their age. And she goes on and on. I mean, it's a very long email. I, was, I almost thought it was spam at first. And she says, watching and listening to your content has made me believe in an idea that that an idea I have had for several years is possible and I'm standing on the brink ready to launch it. She goes on to give me like wonderful accolades for what I'm doing here, which is very, very beautiful and brought, brought a tear to my eye. But she did have a question. So I'm going to answer her question. She says, I have one technical question I have not yet found your opinion on anywhere and I would love to get your take on it. Do you use social media scheduling software? And if so, what do you like? And if not, why not? And the follow-up question is that I seem to, she says, you seem to focus mainly on TikTok. Do you think it's useful to simultaneously post to Instagram and Facebook or in the beginning, narrow your focus so as not to become overwhelmed or distracted? Wow, such good questions. And I'm so excited. So I'm going to start with the first one, which is scheduling software. I don't personally use scheduling software. And the main reason is when I've been, I've been posting for years now. And when I started those scheduling software platforms didn't allow videos to be posted on a scheduling basis. They might now, but because I have a rhythm, I'm not using them yet. <laughs> not, I always say not yet, because you never know, I might be using them in a year from now, but right now I find it easier to create my content if I want to batch create it, set it up in, as I mentioned, I think last Friday, a platform like Airtable, line them up so you can be organized about it and you know which one you want to post. You have your captions all ready to go. And then you can honestly just put them right into your drafts and get them ready to launch. And that's just how I approach it. The main reason I don't is because they weren't supporting video. I don't even think any of them support TikTok yet. And so... If you if you want to do TikTok as your main one, it's going to be a little challenging to, to try and use those platforms for that. Okay, the next question she followed up with was that I seem to focus on TikTok. Okay, I have talked about this on some workshops a while back. And Nicole, if you're listening, if I always recommend that you lean into the platform that you love the most and then filter it out from there. So because I have found success on TikTok, I get my most rewarding comments, or maybe it's the amount of comments and the amount of love that I get from TikTok back, I tend to lean into that first. But I then jumped over the hurdle, whereas before I wasn't posting everything that I post on TikTok to Instagram, I was kind of uh, filtering, like, what do I want to post on my Instagram? It wasn't always the same. Now to make life easier, I do find myself pushing my content from first make it for TikTok and then I just put it on Instagram and then I put it on, I make sure the Instagram is connected to Facebook and it goes directly out. But I can't always focus on the engagement part of it with Facebook, for example. I'm not on there enough. Instagram, I have to make sure, okay, every day I go make a note to self, check my Instagram and make sure I respond to the comments. 
but I never have that problem with TikTok because that's where I spend most of my time. So it's where you decide you want to spend most of your time. That's where you should go first. But I don't think you necessarily have to limit yourself. I just think you don't have to pay as close attention to it. So it's if it's easy for you to just, okay, I'm going to quickly post on Instagram and then it's going to be connected directly and go to Facebook, do it. If you feel you need to take your time and try this first and lean into this first and then start, that's fine too. I, like I said, for the first year in the beginning, I was not post when I was really having su success on TikTok, I wasn't putting everything on Instagram because I just, I was felt maybe overwhelmed at the time because I was getting so much feedback on TikTok and it was, it was hard enough to keep up with that. It does take time and it does get easier. So that is for sure something I'm going to say. You'll find a rhythm. You'll figure out how often you need to spend. You might even get into, if you're an organized person, you might even set time slots in the day where you're going to check your socials. So just don't beat yourself up because it is hard in the beginning and it is overwhelming. Okay, one more question really quick before signing off. And I am going to try and answer more questions each week on the podcast. But the goal here is to keep these as quote power podcasts so that they're more short and sweet and efficient so that you don't feel that you have to spend an hour listening twice a week to a podcast about social media. I'm really trying to keep them efficient. So um, just be aware of that. And I'm going to do as, as best I can to answer as many questions as possible as ongoing. Ongoing. So this is a question. Can I use captions on videos without people in them? For example, landscaping videos. So unfortunately, the platforms right now don't support putting cap closed captions on unless there is a voice in the video speaking. So it is challenging. What you can do is in an app like CapCut, you can use the text feature and you can use the voice, you know, press the little microphone and voice speak your captions so you don't have to type them and create your own auto captions when it comes to something that you, where you're not speaking. But unfortunately, the platforms um, are limited right now. And it's the same thing with music. People would love to have the lyrics for the music coming on the screen, but unfortunately, the apps don't allow that, at least not now. Okay, I said that was going to be the last question, but I'm going to do one more, which is how to collaborate with other TikTokers. And the reason I'm answering this one is because it works for Instagram really, really well right now. And I think it's something everyone should be taking advantage of doing that little collaborate feature where you go in, when you can tag someone in Instagram, you can also invite them to collaborate. I do this often if I post about a brand. I did a thing with, um, I think I did something recently with, I forget who. And I said, oh, oh it was an, uh, a, a performer, a street performer that I saw performing. And I found him on Instagram and I had posted a video when I was watching him perform. And I thought, oh, I'll invite him as a collaborator. I don't even know this person. And he accepted my collaboration. So it now lives on his Instagram feed as well as mine. And I love it because it was not a planned collaboration and it was just a whim. The thing is, I didn't get in my own head like, oh, don't invite him to collaborate. He's going to think I'm strange for doing that because I don't even know him. Ah, who cares? All he can do is say no to the collaboration. <laughs> so the point is, don't get inside your own head and be worried about what people are going to think if you try to collaborate with someone. They're just going to they're just going to ignore it. And if they yeah 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 and talk about you about it, who cares? I mean, just let them. <laughs> That's a good one. But collaborating on TikTok is a little more challenging because. We don't have that feature. So what I suggest uh, in terms of collaboration is doing a duet and a stitch. So you can find a creator that you really like what they're doing. You can duet them. You can be in front of the green screen in front of them. You could be next to them and you can collaborate that way. It gives them love and it gets it gives them an alert that you duetted. So they'll be able to see that you see your video because they get an alert. 
And the other thing is the stitch where somebody starts a video and then you add your commentary. So those are the current way to collaborate unless you have the patience and time to reach out to a creator and say, can we get together? Can we make a video together? And you plan something that's a little more involved and it would definitely take a bit more commitment. So you have to decide if you want to venture down that path. All right. That is it for today. Hope you enjoyed listening. We did dive deep and I do talk fast, so I need to get it all in so that I don't lose you. And I also want to make sure I'm giving you as much information as possible in a short amount of time. If you landed here via the podcast platform, make sure to subscribe to the newsletter by visiting our website, hellosocialize.com, where you will find free workshops and a free TikTok course. And if you know someone that's new and they don't have a new, know how to do TikTok and they're interested be the gifting, beautiful person. It will cost you nothing to forward them the course and then they can learn. And don't forget to leave a review or a comment here on the podcast. You may, of course, submit your questions. I try to answer them more on Friday than Tuesday since the Friday newsletter allows me more time to answer questions. And have a great weekend and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for being here. I just love it. Just so you know.